Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Father, we thank you now for your word that's coming to us. The voice of the Lord comes to our hearts this morning, Lord. You speak through the voice of man, but it's your voice coming to us this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your words. Thank you for your utterance. You give me utterance. You give us revelation. You give us insight, Lord. You give us understanding. You bring to us correction. You give to us instruction. You give to us direction, Lord. Hallelujah. Every one of your scriptures this morning is God-breathed. And all of your statements that you're wanting to make here are life. And they spirit and they life to us this morning. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. You may be seated. Right. So this morning's message is continuing with Beloved, and this is part 21, and the title of this morning's message is Filled with His Words and His Spirit. So, I'm just going to turn my Bibles the right way here. I'm going to read um, the words. So, um, if you... Pastor Chris, if you can just pass me the bag of seeds there. Those of you that can remember the last time he came, thank you. I had this made because that's what the Lord said to me. Because the Lord told Brother Jerry to come and to deliver words and come and bring words to us. And then leave when he told him to leave. And so... Um, the Lord spoke to me afterwards and said he brought a bag of seeds. Where does that come from? It comes from the book of Peter that says his word is incorruptible seed. It comes from Mark 4 that says the sower sows the word. It comes from Romans 10 where it says the words, the word, the words that Brother Jerry sent are near you in your mouth and in your heart. And that's the way we plant seed. So this is important for your preparation if you have the inclination to want to prepare for when the Lord comes in January. Because that is what he said. He said, yes, he's coming through a human vessel. He's coming. He's arranged for Brother Jerry to come in January. And Brother Jerry is on a very particular assignment for God but the Lord said to me personally, Sharon, I'm coming. I've got things that I'm coming with, things that I'm bringing. And so there's a preparation and a readiness of heart and a condition of heart that I require my people, I desire my people to have and be in because it's only going to be Come to those who are, whose hearts are in the right condition, spiritual condition, that they can then get into position for the spiritual things that are coming from Brother Jerry. Right. 
And so one of the things that the Lord said to me is, what more has Brother Jerry got to say to you if you, the seeds of his last messages are not in your heart? What more has he got to say to you if you haven't sown and grown any of the seeds? We went to great lengths to have the glory book, the holy weave, printed so that you would have seed. We went to great lengths to, to do that. And so today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Right. So Brother Jerry's words to us, I'm going to read here from message number two. He, this, these are the highlights that he's wanting to bring today. So the scripture that he brought is Revelations 3, verse 20, from the King James Version. He brought this seed to us, the second message, when he was here in 2018. It's a joy to me to hear that many of you that were not here when Brother Jerry came in 2018 are in his messages, of, have, have taken the messages, that are, you are listening to all of his eight messages that he brought. It's a great joy to the Lord. It doesn't have to be a joy to me. It's a great joy to the Lord to see your hunger and your press for spiritual readiness. Hallelujah. So this is the scripture that he brought. Behold, I stand at the door. This is not talking to unsaved people. He's talking to his people. I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. And then Brother Jerry said this about that. Intimate God is knocking. Intimate fellowship with him. That is all that Brother Pastor John has been ministering to us about. Is intimate, intimacy, intimate relationship with him. Here's what Brother Jerry said. Intimate fellowship with him. It is a must to set time aside, uninterrupted, just you and God. Today, if you will hear the voice of the Lord, do not harden your heart. It is a must to set a time, set time aside, uninterrupted, just you and God. Know the Holy Spirit. Be a people that demonstrate a desperation for God's presence that no other generation ever has, including David's. So this intimacy with God, this setting time aside with God, is first very personal. It's personal. It's you want to. It's you want to set aside time uninterrupted. To be quiet and be still with him and to speak to him and watch and wait, like David says, for him to speak to your heart. So, this is personal first. First, you get your supply of the Spirit. You get your supply of the Spirit 
uninterrupted, alone with God. That's how you get your supply of the Spirit, personally. And then you bring that supply when, you, when we come together and we assemble together as a corporate body. That's the only way that the corporate anointing can be powerful is because the believers in a church have got, gone to get their personal supply of the Spirit from God because they're hungering for His presence in their life every day, more and more. And then they bring, we bring our supply of the Spirit together, and that is when God can do among us mighty works. That is the pattern that is very evident in, in the book of Acts, that when the church of the Lord Jesus Christ was born, they continued daily in the apostles' doctrine, the messages from the apostle. They continued daily in prayers. They were in one accord. They were in unity. They were of one mind and one heart, and that's why there were mighty miracles. Your press, your personal press, for God and your personal hunger for God has got everything to do with the mighty miracles God can do amongst us. So, today, the Spirit pleads with us today. And you can look at that in Romans 8, where the Spirit pleads. Romans 8, 26 and 27, I'm not bringing it up, but you can go and see there the Spirit pleads. The Spirit pleads. The Spirit is pleading with us today. The Spirit is calling us today. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Can you please bring up Hebrews 3, verse 7 and 8? Hebrews 3, verse 7 and 8. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Can you see that? Today, harden not your hearts. Can you bring up Hebrews 3.15, please? While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That whole chapter is talking about how the people, when God was about to deliver them and take them out of Egypt, they hardened their hearts against God they murmured in their hearts. They did not want to receive instruction, correction, direction that came from a loving heavenly father that was bringing them out of the current world system, out of the worldview that they had been developing. And so he, they were not wanting that. They wanted to go back. They were very clear about that in the presence and the sight of God. They spoke it outright. We want to go back. We want to raise up for ourselves another leader where we can have comfort that we're used to in the world. So there we go. Hebrews 4, 7, please. Again, he limits a certain day, saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So, Heritage of Faith people, 
It is a set time of God. I spoke about that last Sunday. The Lord had me minister that. It's a set time of God for us at Heritage of Faith. It's an appointed season. It's a set time. I'm going to show you in the days of Ezra an example of when there was a set time for a people. For a people. Not a person, a people. We're going to have a look at Ezra chapter 9 and verse 8 and 9. I'm just going to give the scripture a little bit of context. Ezra is speaking here about the miserable spiritual condition that God's people were in. An absolute pitiful, miserable spiritual condition. They were completely mingled with all the world. They were mixed and mingled completely with the world system of the day. And Ezra was speaking about this deplorable condition. And so then he says this. He says, and now, after he said it all, you can go and read it for yourself. After he's said everything about the Israelites, you're doing this and you're doing this and you're serving other gods and you've got idolatry in your heart and you, you're not seeking God. You, you, you're, you're cold, you, you're hard, hearted. He says this, and now for a little space. And now, for a little space, grace has been showed from the Lord our God. To leave us a remnant, there were a few. There were a few. There were a few that were going to press, that were going to hunger, that were going to transform. There were a few. Ezra was saying, he's left us a remnant. And now, for a short time, this time, this set time, God is giving us time here, a short time. Now, for a little space, Grace has been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant, which means a few. There's a few of us. When Jesus writes to one of the churches in the book of Revelation, he says, there are a few of you in this church that have not soiled your garments. There are a few of you. There are a few of you. Right. And so, God, leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy space, in his holy place. I'm going to read that again. And now for a little space, grace has been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape, to give us a nail in his holy place. So there's space, there's a period of time, there's grace, and there's a nail in his holy place. I'm going to show you the nail in his holy place. That our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. For we were bondmen. We were in Egypt. We were in the world system. We were institutionalized. But has extended mercy unto us. In, into, in the sight of the kings of Persia. To give us a reviving. To set up the house of our God. I am his house. He's giving me space, grace in this place, enlightening my eyes and giving me a reviving. Hallelujah. Right? 
to set up the house of my God, to repair the desolations of my heart, to repair my pitiful, deplorable spiritual condition, and to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. That's in Isaiah 60. I call my wall salvation. I'll call my gates praise, and they'll be open day and night. So now I'm going to show you the nail. Isaiah 22, verse 20 to 24. Yes, the Lord is speaking to you today, but he's having me speak too. He's reminding me I'm having you speak out these things. All have equal opportunity. None will be without excuse. Those that should have been here today to hear this message, will that should have been here also. Always, the Lord says, you, you should have been here. You should have been listening. It should have been your priority to hear what I'm saying on a Sunday morning. What God is saying. It's the voice of the Lord that comes. So I'm going to just read this to you about my preparation. The Lord gave it to me like this before Brother Jerry came the last time. I hasten to prepare. Not a moment to spare. All of my movements swift. Not going to drift. Not going to miss a thing of what this legacy transfer will bring. Every day I pray now. Every day I say now. I'm at every meeting. Hearing every word. Heavily vested in the spirit. I will it. What are you doing, Pastor Sharon? I'm saying it. I'm doing it. It's living in my heart, this. God gave it to me to sow into my heart and to say and to declare and then to go there. So, here's the nail. Isaiah 22 Verse 20 to 24. A lot of this today, you're going to either catch by the Spirit and the wind of God, or it's going to be, it's going to be, it's just going to drift away from you. It's just going to drift away from you. That's why the scripture in the Amplified Bible says, pay close attention to spiritual truths, lest they drift from you. Just drift from you. Right? Here's the nail. And it shall come to pass in that day, I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. This is how the Lord gave it to me. It shall come to pass in this day that I will call my servant John Ben Dixon. And I will clothe him with thy robe and strengthen him with thy girdle. And I will commit thy government into his hand. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder. So he shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. 
and I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. I want to tell you that God has long ago fastened Pastor John as a nail into his heart. And a long time ago has Pastor John allowed the God to fasten a nail in him. They are nailed together. This is spiritually caught today, people. But you had to see it's in Scripture. Because that was the other thing that the Lord said to me. In Brother Jerry's coming, Brother Jerry is Pastor John's spiritual father. The father is coming for the son. So be content with the crumb. But if you prepare and your heart in a place of readiness, then there'll be much more than you can know. Where does the word crumb come from? The Lord gave that to me. When I got home from that prayer meeting that night, Pastor John said to me, I've never seen it like that. When the woman came to Jesus and said, I, want, I need healing for my daughter, and, and he said to her, but you're not even part of the Israelites. You know, I mean, that's what it meant when he, he wasn't calling her a dog to be derogatory, likening her to a dog. And, and uh, that's what they called uh, the, the Gentiles in those days. And she said, even the dogs eat, even the unsaved can eat crumbs from your table. From a table. Hallelujah. So, here we go. Here we go. I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. And he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. They shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue, all vessels of small quantity, from the vessels of cups even to the vessels of flagons. Right, I'm not going all over there. But the Lord wants me to say to you today, it is now this set time. It is now this set time of God, and he earnestly desires us all to choose disciplined spiritual preparation, to be in spiritual readiness as a people. That's part of Brother Jerry's word. Also comes from the second message. A mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit is a profound encounter with God that requires disciplined spiritual preparation so that God can have for himself a people prepared in spirit because the things that God is coming to bring and the things that God is coming to transfer and things he's coming to give are spiritual That's why it says in the book of Corinthians, it is a natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit of God. A natural Christian does not even understand what I'm saying here today. 
If you give yourself to the things of the natural, then you will, you sow to the natural and not to the spirit, then you are going to be a natural Christian. You are not going to be that spiritual Christian that God has predestined you to be. The only reason that Jesus come to die, the only reason Jesus came to die, that the old covenant was not cutting it for God, and there had to be a new covenant, is because from the new covenant, shed blood of Jesus would come a new creature. That the new creature would be able to obey, would be able to come up much higher than even the obedient Israelites of the day. So this is from the Amplified, and it would be good for the people to actually see this. Let me just find it. It's not in my notes, but the Lord does want me to read it. Mm -mm -mm. I'll find it now. Here we go. Amplified Bible, um, chapter 2, 1 Corinthians, chapter 2. And we can go to... Verse 12, again, if you're spiritual, you'll catch this. And if you're natural, you have a new born-again spirit that can catch this. You can catch it now for the first time. You can catch it now, fresh and new. Okay, so it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and it's verse 13. And we are setting, verse 13, yes. And we are setting forth these truths, these things that I'm speaking to you about today. I am setting forth these truths, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. That's what's happening here now. I'm combining spiritual truths with spiritual language not taught to me by man, but taught to me and given to me to come to speak to you today by the Holy Spirit. Combining, that's what's happening in this message today, combining, interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language, but the natural, non-spiritual Christian, this book is written to Christians, the natural, non-spiritual Christian does not accept or welcome, or admit into his heart the, the gifts and the teachings and revelations that are coming now to you today come of the Spirit of God, for they are meaningless nonsense to him. He is incapable of knowing them. If you're not spiritual, you are incapable of knowing what is happening through this speaking today. Only a spiritual person is capable. Oh, yes, your head can agree with what I'm saying today. Because it, after all, it's in the Bible. But you, if you don't catch it in your spirit, you will go away unchanged with the same condition of heart. And God, the Holy Spirit, is pleading with us today. The natural, non-spiritual man does not 
They are, he's incapable of knowing them because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. But the spiritual man tries all things. He examines, investigates, inquires into questions and discerns all things. This is very different from filtering the word of God through your worldview and thinking you're investigating into spiritual things. Poles apart, north and south. You would think perhaps that you are spiritual because you hear a message and you're investigating and you're, you're in questioning and you're inquiring and you and you and you examining and discern you think you're discerning it but you're interpreting it through your world view that you've been because you've been institutionalized in the world system all these beautiful messages of pastor John you've been in a mental institution You've been in a mental institution from the time you were born into this earth, into this world system of which Satan is the God of. He said, I will capture your mind. I will capture your mind from when you're very young. I will capture your mind in the school system. I will capture your mind in the institutions. I will capture your mind in your way of thinking about business and finances and provision. I will capture your mind through entertainment. I will capture your mind. You have been in a mental institution. And the Lord said to me, I said, Lord, why is it so shocking that when I say it? He said, I have got shock tactics right now. My people are so dead. They're so semi-conscious. They're so in such a state of spiritual lethargy. They are so asleep spiritually that I've got to come with my shock tactics like I had to do with Jacob. I had to show him who he was. I had to tell him he had to have a shocks of, of realizations about actually what was in him. Actually who he was and how he was going about things. Jesus himself, I don't have the scriptures here now, but he was ministering to his disciples. And he said to them, are you shocked by what I'm saying? That same shock is available to me. I am holding on to God like Jacob. The same is available to you. The spiritual man tries all things. He examines and investigates and inquires into and questions and discerns all things. This is a spiritual process here. You start this process with your soul. It's not the same thing. Poles apart. Yet is himself, the spiritual man is himself to, put, to be put on trial and judged by no one because he can read the meaning of everything and no one properly discerns or appraises or gets an insight into him. And it's the spiritual man, the next verse, we won't look at it, but that's who has the mind of Christ. That's who has the mind of Christ. It's because you're spiritual. Glory to God. He wanted you to see that scripture today. Right. Filled with his word. 
That's what the Lord said to me. I want my people's hearts soft, soil. That's in the book of um, Hosea, where it says, Judah shall plow, and then it says, um, break up the hard ground of your heart. You have to break it up. And my, that, whole, that whole series of teachings is coming to them probably beginning next week. We will let you know. It's a very timely message because God said, filled with my word, filled with my spirit, you too can be ready. Filled with his word, he brings me this scripture to you, to bring to you, to me. Colossians 3.16, the King James Version. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. To be filled with his word will become very clear to those of you who are pressing and are hungry and are going to be riveted to the teachings that will come to you now. I will not say any more about filled with his word because the, 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 the exposition of it will come from the Lord to you. Filled with his spirit, Ephesians 5, 14 to 19. Wherefore he says, awake you that sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Please look at that. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. It's going to be what you're going to do with your time from now until when the Lord comes. Your energy, where you're going to put it. Whether you're going to move from a Mary to a Martha or not. Right? Redeeming the time because the days are evil. We are living in very evil times. Pastor John brought that scripture to us, understanding that in the last days, there will be all of these things that are happening. And he went through all of them out of the book of Timothy. Times of trouble, times of great stress, hard to deal with and hard to bear. Men, loveless, merciless, haters of good. All of that scripture. So the days are evil. That's why we too are, are to redeem the time. Therefore, he says again, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. But be filled with the Spirit. This can be wine, actual wine, that makes you feel good and makes you tipsy. Every night you have to have a glass or two, maybe half a bottle. But it's not just only this. You use, okay, I'll go there. You use the wine to forget about things. When God actually wants you to remember him. So you numb yourself. And you are you using it as an excuse? 
to not be filled with the Spirit? That it could be the wine of worry of the world and cares of this world, distractions of this age, the desire for other things that creep in. Right? But be filled with the Spirit. It can be the wine that Martha was drunk on. Heady. She's heady because everybody's going to see what a good, how she can do what she does and her house is clean and the food is made and what people think. Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, I want you to see to be filled with the Spirit is speaking. It's speaking to the Lord. And speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So I'm going to go now to the fools and the wise. Not as fools, but as wise. And we're going to go to Matthew 25, please. And we're going to go to verse 1. And I want you to see the fools. And I want you to see the wise. Then shall the kingdom, this is Jesus speaking, our precious Lord. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps. So these are born again ones. They've got a light. They've been born again. They have a recreated born again spirit that they can take no credit for. They can take no credit for it because the blood of Jesus was shed so that you can, and, and, and that's the Christian that's saying, I'm glad I'm going to heaven and not to hell, but on earth I will live like the hell that the rest of the people live in. I'll choose the way of the world of which Satan is the God of it. So they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made. The Amplified Bible says a shout came. Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose. All of them arose. They know Jesus. They know the bridegroom. They all arose. They all heard the shout. You're all here today hearing the shout, hearing the plea of the Holy Spirit. Hearing the call of the Holy Spirit. Hearing the roar of the Holy Spirit for you, from his love for you. All the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get ready. Brother Jerry's coming. Brother God, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. January. And the foolish said to the wise, give us your oil. Give us of your oil. What were they saying? You've got a supply that you got somehow. Give us some of your supply. 
It was supply of the Spirit. Because oil is one thing, and it's the Holy Spirit. The anointing. Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit of Jesus and the Spirit of the Father. Spirit of God who lives in you. Give us of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. There we go. Jesus is coming at a time, and I'm, my lamps gone out. My love, my first love, my desire for him, my first love for him, my zeal for him is not there. I find it not in my heart. Give me of yours. And so the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. That's what Jesus said in the, in the book of Revelations. Come and buy gold for, and solve for your eyes and clothes for your nakedness. You come buy it. You have to want it. Right? And so... And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Remember what the Lord said in Ezra. To, he said that to me. He's given us a little space here to get ready. A little space. He's got the nail in a secure place. That's a given. But he has given, he is giving many of you this little space. To tap this grace that's here now for this set appointed time. For when he comes in January, he's giving you a heads up. He's giving you and I a heads up. How kind is he? How loving is he? How wonderful is he that he would say to us individually, I'm coming, LaRue. I'm coming, LaRue. Get ready, my son. Get ready. Get ready, my son. I'm coming, Zelda Marie. Get ready, my daughter. Get ready. Get ready. How kind is he? How wonderful is he that he would say, get ready. Get ready. Get ready, Ulrika. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming for you. Yes, I'm coming for Pastor John, but I'm coming for you. Get ready, get ready, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. The Spirit pleads with us to give ourselves to what Brother Jerry brought in his bag of seeds. An encounter with God and a visitation from God requires disciplined spiritual preparation. Hallelujah. He pleads with us, oh, will you be disciplined? Marnus, will you be disciplined in your spiritual preparation for me? That's what the Lord says. Will you be? Will you get ready for me, Cindy? Will you? Will you, Anka? Will you? Will you get ready for him? He calls you all by name. Today he's calling. He's calling you. Will you get ready? Will you be ready? Or will you prepare? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah.
two things that are not difficult. Be filled with my word and be filled with my spirit. And you're going to listen to those teachings that the Lord gave me for me. How to be filled with his word. How to have a soft soil. And then, and to be filled with his spirit. Here we go. And so while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. You see, a little space and a little time is given. Pastor John's ministered on this a long time. Opportunity, when there's a spiritual opportunity that God brings along, the window opens. If you don't leap through with your whole being, it's a time that will just close. It will just shut. Of course you're his child. Of course he still loves you. Of course you're going to heaven. But you missed that opportunity. You missed it. You will have missed it. You will have missed it. So, verse 13 says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh, but he has told us when he's coming. He has told us he's coming in January. Um, I can't start getting into this now. It's just a whole section. It's just the last point, but it is very important because now it's 11 o'clock. Hey, my darling, this point is called, I'll just give you a bit of a heads up. You are all anointed for sacred, secret service. You are all anointed to have intimate fellowship with him. And to be filled with his spirit, it's not difficult. It just takes a heart that wants to. You are all anointed for sacred secret service. Could I take another 10 minutes here? Thank you. Revelation 1, 4 to 6. I want you to see who you are here. You can have intimate fellowship with the Lord if you want to. And I believe that your want to is there. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was, this is Jesus, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, and to him that loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood. And here we go, this is what you have to see here. He's made us kings and priests unto God. He's made us new creatures, kings and priests unto God. We are to rule and reign as kings in this life. He's made us priests unto God. Hallelujah. Now, us new creatures are priests unto God. The Amplified Bible puts it this way. Verse 6, if we can just go to verse 6. 
He has formed us into a kingdom, a royal race, priests to his God and Father. I am a priest to my God and Father. I am a king. He's the king of kings. He has made me a royal. Okay. He's formed us into a kingdom, a royal race, and priests to his God and Father. And so 1 Peter 2 verse 4 and 5 says, I'm just having a confirming scripture here so that you can see this, that you are anointed for secret, sacred, secret service. Why are you saying secret? Because it is that which Jesus said. You go into your secret place with me. Privately, it's the word that Brother Jerry said. You set aside personal, uninterrupted time, just you and him. That is your sacred service as a priest unto him. Royal priesthood is your, you will stand in your authority that Christ Jesus has given you with the word of God. And so, 1 Peter 2, 4 and 5, to whom coming, then that's what the Lord said. Can you see that, Sharon? I want you to tell them to come. Come, come. To whom coming, come, 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 come. Come in, come as a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also, as lively stones, living stones, are built up a spiritual house. You built up a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. To offer up spiritual sacrifices, not as they did under the old covenant. But the spiritual sacrifices are those that come from your spirit to him. It's the words of spirit and life you put in you. It's the word of words of Christ that you allow to dwell in you in all its richness. That is a spiritual sacrifice that that you are sowing all of his words into your heart and growing his words so that you can say to him, come into your, your garden, Lord, and come and may the north wind and the south wind blow on all of what I'm growing of the word of God in my garden so that the one that I love can come and see what's growing in my garden, what words I've put there. Offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And I'm going to give you one scripture to show you a spiritual sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15. Glory. By him, by Christ Jesus, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Fruit of lips. Fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess his name. That's one of the sacrifices. I just mentioned the other one now, that I will so sow your word, I will so grow your word in my heart, I will so water your word, Lord, in my heart. I will so grow and bear fruit of the gospel of Jesus. And so, there's a scripture, I couldn't find it this morning, but it says, return to him with words. You are anointed for sacred, secret service. The Lord says to me, for me to say to you from him, come, 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 come. Draw near. 
draw near. And so I don't want you to try and put any scriptures up now. I want to just read it. I'll tell them where I'm reading from and the hungry will go and look and, and, and drink from this scripture. I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10 says this, it's okay, for the law, verse 1, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year, what are you? You're a royal priesthood, a holy priesthood unto God, to offer up spiritual sacrifices to him, right? The law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered you by you continually make the comers perfect. They cannot make the comers perfect. Come. Come. Come to him. You've got to be a comer. Being made perfect. That's why we've come unto Mount Zion and the city of the living God and the heavenly Jerusalem. And we've come unto the spirits of just men made perfect. That's us. That's us. Come, come, be made perfect. Be made mature. And now I'm just going to throw this in. The Lord says, we are in a maturity revival. A maturity revival. That's the grace he's extending to us. You can have ketchup. You can be like one of those that Kenneth Hagin prophesied about. It will seem as if they, you will come into knowing spiritual things much quicker. And it will be said of them almost as if they virtually matured overnight. Oh. Because you walk with him. Because you walk with him and you come to him. He can, he can do a supernatural catch-up work in you. That only he can do. And he says here. Jesus says, I come to do your will, O Lord. I come. In the volume of the book it's written of me to do your will, O God. I come. And then he said, lo, I come to do your will, O God. And that's why he took away the first covenant that he may establish the second covenant. For this, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right of hand, he, a right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Now, new creature, you are going to rise up to be the heavenly man and into your Adamic condition that I had in my heart, that I pre, that I determined, and and that was in the determination of my heart to have you as Adam. Now you're going to rise, new creature. Now you can. Right? For while one offering he perfected forever them that are sanctified. 
And the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us to say, this is the covenant I will make with them after those days. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. It's so interesting to me this, that in Hebrews 8 it says, this is the covenant I will make. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. And then this other scripture says, I will put them in their hearts and write them in their minds and I will put them, and he reverses it. He will write. And Psalm 45 verse 1 says, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. I will write. He gives me the words and I write. My tongue is a pen of a ready writer. And so, it says here, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, you are anointed for secret, sacred, secret service to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he's consecrated for us through the veil of his flesh. Let us draw near. Come, 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 come. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Thank you, Father, for this word today. I have delivered it as you have given it to me, and I thank you that you have spoken to your people today. You have spoken to your people today. You have spoken, Lord. It's been your voice, your voice. I'm just yielding now. We sabaka shoneme. Ikabasha shoneme, steveste kishkaka, umantupri, bravasha atno, meskebida, skoshko sote, i pramamantuti, shkaskafu, elegantukteki, shasolukute. Today, as you have heard my voice, harden not your hearts. Amen. I pray for your people. I pray for your people, Father. I pray for your people. I have prayed for your people, Lord. But today, I just say, as Pastor John always says, you're blessed going out. You're blessed coming in. The word and the blood of Jesus surrounds you and protects you. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. God bless you all.